welcome to Better Overhaul Saw, an episode-by-episode podcast about Better Call Saw, beginning with Season 3. Because Better Call Saul is a spin-off series from Breaking Bad, just to warn you that this will have lots of spoilers about Breaking Bad. Um, I'm Talia Ripley, and I'm just recording the introduction on my own, because Ethan's had to dash off, but we've just discussed Episode 5 of Season 3, Chicanery. This is the episode about Jimmy's disciplinary, which kind of went just as we expected, but was still really delightful. We then went slightly off topic and Ethan started a very lengthy debate about hierarchical models of employment in the legal world. And I dropped a really bad joke from an old Disney film. I hope you enjoy. So what, what I like about the beginning of this episode is, and I think it's, it's something we've talked about a lot before, about why we like the writing so much of, uh, of this spectacle Saw season, is... Uh, is the constant question raising of, of things they do here. Like, well, you start off this episode and you, and you see, first of all, you see Chuck and Jimmy together and they're talking quite amiably and you're like, huh, what's, what's going on? This, they, they, they won't be talking like that because yeah. of all the arguing they've been having, isn't it? Did yeah. you not fairly quickly get that it was a... Well, I, I did, I did fairly quickly get that it was a flashback, but not instant, instantaneously, you see, which is... Yeah. yeah, no, 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 true, true, Just kind true. of interesting because you're constantly, you're, you're, first of all, you're, you're put a bit off kilter and you're thinking, oh, okay, Right, so okay, this, 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 isn't, house, this isn't the present. We're in this house, but and yeah. all the blinds are down. So it's when Charles. So where are we? What year are we in yeah, here? No, kind of thing. True. And so it's, it's that again. It's that it's that very clever writing thing of constantly raising questions in the audience's mind, questions which keep you really engaged yeah. with the program. Basically, yeah. you have to do a bit of work to keep up. Yeah, but never too much to get lost. Yes, which could almost that's be really the definition important. of great writing. <laughs> yes, I mean yeah. that's. I mean, that's very hard to say because, of course, everybody... I mean, like the other week, you said you had got confused about the, the beginning part of... Uh, uh, the, the part that was in the pool in Mexico. Oh, yes, with Hector. Yeah, so Manca, and that yeah. was... And it, you know, and and unless... You, yeah, you know, it's not, it's not that you're outrageously stupid. It's quite... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Not outrageously, just a little bit oh, stupid. No, but I mean, you, <laughs> no. it's easy to get things wrong yes, and then smuddle yeah. it. And then when you, you know, it is a, it is a hard task to make sure that everybody's... A, Obviously not that your entire audience is going to be pitching at the same level uh, of doing it. So no. No. Uh, so maybe it's fine if you get a bit lost and then you... Yeah, I mean, you, and then, and then you'd, you'd say, it, oh, and obviously this is the way it goes, isn't it? That some people love a, a particular episode or a particular series because it probably pitches exactly at their level, really, is probably what you'd say, isn't it? So yeah. maybe maybe this is pitching exactly at my level um, for a little bit stupid. Oh, I wish I have said that. I keep listening back to these podcasts and thinking, oh, do I sound really over like, annoying? Anyway, anyhow, okay. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, but, 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 yes. but it wasn't, that wasn't, you know, once I'd realised that we were back in the past a little yep. bit and I saw, you see that Chuck's doing dinner and... And you think, oh, so who's he making dinner for? And we've heard about his ex-wife before. And and because we know that it's sometime in the past, we think, oh, yeah, it's probably for his ex-wife or something. I mean, I, I, did, I did twig onto that bit. What yeah. with the bit with the ring? The ring. Yeah, should I have the ring or not? Yeah. And and also Chuck and Jimmy are having a conversation saying, um, saying, if you dig yourself, Jimmy says to him, if you lie and you dig yourself too deep, it's harder to get out of, or something something to that effect. You think Chuck's lying? What's Chuck lying about? Chuck yeah. never lies, yeah, kind yeah. of thing. I have to yeah. admit, I was really lost on what on earth could be happening. Yeah, but, I, I didn't figure it was the ex-wife coming in. But again, a great question. A yeah. <laughs> but great questions to be raising. It's 
It's uh, yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, I thought initially, um, my first thoughts after watching the first bit was like, okay, so what was that about? So I thought, okay, so it gives us a little bit more information about Chuck and his ex-wife. Um, but I didn't really think the ex-wife was going to be pertinent at all. No. I thought that was just, I don't know, just a little bit of context. And the main point of that was just to show that Chuck can be, in, in, in Jimmy's words, a, a raging prick. Oh, right, yes. You know, this is just to show that his anger, his temper can get the better of him and he will let... Um, his pride, his pride will just like trump everything else. So he could have like admitted to Rebecca, and as we see from her behaviour later on, yeah. she would have understood, or she'd be yeah. way more understanding. But as it was, he just you know he, he he tries to cover up. So when he's she's obviously upset that he's thrown her telephone down. And yeah. She's um, he just I just like the way that she's not angry at him, or you know for his saying. You know, he said you've just been incredibly rude. Yeah. She doesn't get angry. She just says, oh, oh okay, yeah. fine. I'm just, yep. But it's kind of the wall comes down and that's it. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm, I'm interested that you, you think that that's, that you didn't think that the beginning was going to be anything more than, than that. Because cause <laughs> I, I think I've now got used to, I, I don't think, I think the writers on this are so good. They don't do anything without having some purpose. Mm -hmm. and, I was, and I was constantly, it was in my mind, I was thinking, when is the ex-wife coming into it the oh, whole way through? You? Yeah, okay. so which is a really another another really good question. To oh have no, I am stupid. You're more stupid than the little bit stupid man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, right. I did like the little the little joke about the is it five one two and two one five mix up. Yes, he, which is he fabricates and he makes up this. Yes, mix up obviously it's, a, it's a foreshadowing of the. Um, yeah. Switching the figures on the yes, documents later. Yes, for a retro foreshadowing or however you it, want to call it. We yeah, don't know what that is. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so there's so much you get out of that scene. Yeah. And, and also, of course, you're just showing how caring Jimmy's been as well. Yeah. That's another really Really trying to help thing. him out with uh, with what's going on. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like Because before when we had a, a throwback, a, a, a flashback rather, with um, Rebecca and, and Chuck and Jimmy, um, it looked a bit like Jimmy was sort of stepping in and... We, we realised that um, Jimmy came in and charmed the pants off of Rebecca. This was in, what, series two, I think, yeah, was I it? Think so. I was trying to remember what happened in that in that episode, then, when we see Rebecca before. I can't remember what happens after that episode, particularly, but um, it's, it, it's simply more about sibling rivalry, really. And, and Jimmy being the charming one to Chuck's kind of being a... What was he, what was he called him again? Oh. Something prick in this. A raging prick. A raging prick, yeah. He's not always a raging prick. He's got good values and good and good points. So obviously Rebecca yeah. likes and, and you know, they, they yeah. obviously to some extent they had a good relationship, so she admires that in him. But it's, he's like the hard working, he's the little red hen or the yeah. grasshopper or no yes. not the grasshopper. He's an ant and Jimmy's a grasshopper. <laughs> right. Okay. Um and everybody likes the grasshopper more than the ants. Yes. Um, so they play the fiddle and they're fun. It, um, it struck me, and I don't know why I hadn't thought of it before. Actually, watching the opening scene here with all the candles being lit and all the sort of thinking, do you think that the choice of this condition that Chuck has, what mm. they call EHS or um, electromagnetic hypersensitivity syndrome, do you think they chose that specifically because they like to have really low lighting to do with candles? I like the lighting think, engineer had lots to do with it. I think it was a positive thing, because they do yeah. they. Do do quite a lot of like low lighting. Yeah, even and, when Chuck's not in the scene, they quite like low lighting, yeah, don't they? Yeah, and yeah. it's often I've heard Vince Gilligan sort of like, like the fact that he can get away with not showing people in their 
yeah. and things like that. But I wonder if they specifically wrote that in order to be able to do to I I wrote, I'm sure wrote it wasn't condition. Probably yeah. not purely for that, but I think yeah. it probably helped. I mean I think we talked about the other week about how, you know, it's such a clever condition, isn't it? Or we talked about how for other things, just thinking how it's just that quite other writing thing. Term, yeah. Versus. No, I've forgotten what we're talking about, but yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing I liked was the uh, you notice know, the blue glow of the phone when she's on the phone compared yeah, to the so rest of it. That's a little addition, isn't it? That's an uh, an after effect. I'm guessing I so. It looked a bit over yeah. the top. So I thought a... that was coming from Chuck's sort of point of view. That oh, did you think so? Yeah, yeah. I just assumed it was his kind of a, his, his mental his state. Yeah. Uh, oh, I wasn't really sure whether they glowing out. Yeah, maybe. I, I was, or maybe they were thinking uh, it was just you know just a kind of a lighting effect or something. They yeah, were. Yeah, I don't know. know. I yeah. thought it was a little bit too hyper real. To right. Too much. Yes. But um, no, it's a good shot. No, and I didn't. I didn't imagine Rebecca would be popping back in. Yes. Um, I just. I just really wanted to talk about. I loved the uh, the next scene after after the credits. You've got um, Jimmy in the vets holding a goldfish. <laughs> yes. And what I loved about that scene, writing, no dialogue at all, but I instantly knew what was happening because I thought, what is a, there's a man, he's in a vet. So, well, I know Jimmy doesn't have a goldfish he's going to be worried about. <laughs> Nobody takes a goldfish to the vets. <laughs> yeah. So therefore, this is, he's doing this for an ulterior motive. Yes. And the girl, the girl sitting next to him, thinks, <laughs> "Why the hell are you bringing a goldfish to the vets as well?" <laughs> yeah, but that was really nice bit of yeah. um, minimal writing. So the the vet is the same vet that Mike goes to, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. So I couldn't quite work out. A little bit stupid. Um, <laughs> why? Um, how Jimmy knows to go to this same vet? Has Mike told him about it, or what? He said, "I guess my contact sent you to me because." That's what the vet says. Yeah. So yeah. either the contact is somebody else we don't know, and or it's Mike. Is Mike? Or it's Mike. Yeah. So it seems fairly likely it's Mike, isn't it? Because yeah. I thought when he said I want somebody, I mean we don't hear the whole conversation, but yeah. when he says he wants somebody to do a job, you know, really professionally, blah blah blah, um, and uh, I, I assume he said oh, I know somebody, you know, really professional. He thought it'd get I Mike. It would be Mike. Yeah, but then Mike and Jimmy know each other, so. Yeah so, yeah, so I was thinking, well, maybe they know each other, but maybe they don't realise. Yes. But maybe then... they've both gone to this guy coincidentally, and then he's going to hire really Mike by chance. Makes sense. Yeah, so I why... thought that's what was going to happen as well. Yeah, I assume that. Yeah. But And so when the vet says, um, so so long as it's fine, so long as he doesn't have to get into any spaces, yeah. it's just the... Now, that actor, the... The, guy. The, the black guy who, yeah, who he puts the, the battery in the church pocket. The plan. Yeah. Is he? So I was assuming, because we've had lots of actors between both uh, Medical Soul and Breaking Bad, is he the same guy who was repeatedly like the muscle in um, for Saul Goodman? Who is much fatter. In, yeah. In, I think we need a little stop, but we're going to find out. Okay. Back in a moment. Oh, we've just checked. And it is, um, it is the same actor who played the kind of... Go-to guy, bodyguard, uh, bodyguard yeah, yeah. For, for Saul Goodman. Which I was really, well, yeah, the one thing that makes me really happy about that is how much weight he's lost. Yes. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's really good. Because so, often you see people later on and they're going in a worse physical condition. So he's called Well Babineau, isn't he? His character name. His character name. Yeah. And his actual name is Lavelle Crawford. Lavelle Crawford, yeah. Who is so, a, he's a stand-up comedian, I think, for the most part. Okay. He doesn't do that much acting. So uh, I remember, the thing I remember him from in um, Breaking Bad was 
when him and some other guy had to go and get all the money at the end. Do you remember? From, like they had mapped the barrels and barrels of money that they had that, to get. But, I, I remember yeah. the barrels of money. I couldn't remember him. He was yeah. just sort of generally sitting there in like a this yeah, in the huge office. massive presence. Yes. But, but yeah, yeah okay, so this is the, so Jimmy has obviously never met him before because he got him through the yeah. vet, so this is the first, oh, so lots more, he's like doing that, and again, much more fan-pleasing, and we're really pleased. Yeah, <laughs> and again, is that okay, is that art? I, I say it's entirely okay. Okay, yeah. fair yes. enough, yeah, no, no, oh, that's, yeah. I'm, I'm pleased for him. Yes. Um... So, uh, but uh, that's kind of derailed me. What were we talking about? Oh, we were going back to the vets. The Still other the vet. thing I yes. want to say about the vets was I liked a kind of continuation of the fact that, once again, going to see a stream of medical practitioners doing really dodgy dealings who have also got a real caring professional side as well. <laughs> well like, the, uh, like the doctor. Like the, the doctor, doctor. Mexican doctor who is helping the very poor, poorest people. Yeah, in working in bad conditions, yeah. but also selling drugs. Um, but this... Yeah, this guy who genuinely is distressed about that goldfish and, yes. um, and, and cares for him. I don't know, we don't know what happened to that goldfish afterwards as well. So no. <laughs> I don't think. Hope, maybe it'd be did nice. Did you say no we goldfish were harmed in the making of this programme at the end of it? No, I didn't notice it. Didn't know. Don't yeah. know. Um, yeah. But where are we? Really, what? this is a very. No, you, well, what, we, what? well, from there, we move on. The, there's a slight, there's a bit with. Um, Kim talking to her Maze Verdi employers at one yeah. point, and I really, I, I just noticed, I noticed things about Kim in this episode. I really like Kim's character. I love her, her buttoned upness in some ways. That she's just kind of keeping things under wraps, and she does these really good intakes of breath sometimes that are really her keeping holding it yeah. all together. Yeah. I think you were talking in the other episode about the little montage they had of her getting ready in the morning for for work in the sort of gym changing rooms. Yeah. And it's her fastidiousness, but. Somehow when, you know, the sort of stereotype of lawyers being really fastidious and a bit bit nerdy in some ways, she she gets away with that somehow. Somehow you really feel for her, even though that's how she's behaving. You feel she's yeah. a very warm, rounded human being who stuck is... Stuck in a lawyer's body. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yes, or stuck yeah. into a lawyer's life. And, I mean, she's... We know that she also, like Jimmy, has had a kind of, you know, worked her way up through the law yes. firm. She hasn't had a particularly privileged background or anything yeah. like that. Um, yeah, she's a really likeable character as well. Yeah, no, she is. Yeah. And again, we have, I love that scene, oh, this is going forward a bit, but the scene just as the trial is prepping and you get some, the audio is overlaid, I think, of the yes, trial. Yes, I love just, that bit. Yeah. You know what, it almost faintly reminded me of the sort of very famous scene in um, Don't Look Now. That was exactly what I thought when I was watching it. Yeah. yeah. Thinking you're getting some other, you're seeing one side of, of a couple's relationship whilst you're hearing about some other side of it. Yeah, yeah. I am, yeah. I mean, the scene, for people who don't know, and there's a scene, famous scene in the film, Don't Look Now, with Donald Sutherland and Julie Christie, mm. where uh, it's, a sex, it's a sex scene, quite a graphic sex scene, but it's intercut with scenes of just them getting dressed and getting ready and just sort of being really comfortable with each yeah, other's company. Yeah, because the idea it? is they're yeah. a married couple, and for a complicated reason, they, they maybe haven't had sex, but while they do have sex... It's just nice, and then you just see them getting dressed and yeah. getting ready to go out afterwards. So it's, it's yeah, it's very wholesome, really. I and did you? And this is this actually, as you brought it up, we talk about it now. But Jimmy and Kim live together, and we yeah. just don't see that, do we? No. It's, just, it's quite a strange thing. Like we don't see really anything of them as a couple, really in this in this series, do we? It's hardly ever mentioned. I mean, it's mentioned so little that I'm, I doubt it's even the case a lot this, of the time. Yeah, this is what we talked about the other week, yeah. that we felt we were even questioning, are they definitely still Wait, I mean, that seems like a 
it seems like a choice of the writers making. But I'm curious as to what the choice is well, about. Well, I guess really. it's just obviously we we have discussed their relationship, but their their working relationship has been brought to the fore far more than their home relationship. Although it's pretty important because they're so massively intertwined. But it was so it was so kind of charming to see that the scene you're talking about where they're getting ready and they're brushing their teeth together and getting dressed together whilst we're having this sort of introductory speech by the prosecuting lawyer and at one point Jimmy just sort of reaches and, and touches her on the shoulder or something and you think I just haven't seen this happen at all like and this mm. is obviously a big part of their lives I'm just, yeah. it just seems a bit just seems kind of a strange Even choice you, just yeah. because you'd think if you were working together and working together uh, like their working relationship has been put under this huge strain yeah. because of what's going on. Um, even if you weren't under that particular strain, any working relationship and having a, a, a relationship relationship, a personal relationship, I think that must be incredibly challenging and tricky. Yeah. But and you I feel and you do feel as well, like you know, in some of the choices that Kim's making here in this, uh, in this is like, it's kind of like do I really want to be sharing a lawyer's practice with Jimmy, given that we work so differently? And if she's got the whole, I'm also in a relationship with him as well, that's a whole other thing to be deciding about as well. She can't break up the lawyer's practice without affecting their relationship. It just, if, if it was ever so slightly like the subject of uh, Baby Holly in Breaking Bad, you know, that Baby Holly is very much a factor in Walter White's life in Breaking Bad, and yet is very conveniently not around when they needed to be. And, and here, the, the relationship so, seems to be a bit sort of like backgrounded, where it would actually So we're effect. just just yeah. assuming it's fine. It's in the background, so we're assuming there's no problems there between them. It, but that, that, would seem almost, that would seem not seem likely for it to be a, a, completely unaffected by what's yeah. going on, is it? I'm just maybe, I mean, maybe there's a, a reason for it, but I'm not guessing, but it seems like an odd odd thing in some ways. It, yeah, it does seem a, slight, a yeah. slightly odd call. But... But that's anyway, not, yeah. not not the way it's it's been rolling, and yeah. I kind of almost quite like the fact that we're presenting um, a woman and not seeing her relationship with the main character as the main thing, well, not her sexual relationship with him. Yes, perhaps. Yes, but when that that would be fine if the, if you didn't feel that it had some effect on the story that we're mm, seeing. No, yeah. true. But true. but anyway, but it's not it's not like it's it affects your enjoyment of the program. So no. that's uh, no. another thing. Another thing, just a curious question, really, is. Uh, the so the back the same scene I was talking about with Kim and the two Maze uh two Maze of her Maze of Verde mm. bosses bosses, uh she so she tells them about the prosecution case that Chuck's bringing against uh against Jimmy. Yeah. And uh, the the woman there whose name I've forgotten says that's rather baroque. Baroque. <laughs> yeah, I know we use baroque. we say baroque, don't we? In oh, the baroque. UK. Yeah, baroque. she did say baroque. Did baroque. baroque. I never heard it pronounced baroque before. It just oh. it's kind of. As in, which makes more sense to the joke in um, uh, um, Beauty and the Beast. If it ain't Baroque, don't fix it. Oh, it doesn't right. really work. It work in the UK, it? no. no. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Cool. So uh, from, that, from there, we kind of move on to most of the rest of it's trial. It is. I mean, that's the key up. thing. And there's a, a bit I like in the... When they're when Howard and Chuck are in the room to start with, sort of like just checking out all the electricity has been done away yes. with sort of thing. And Chuck utters the line, says to Howard, he says, I don't just want a year's disbarment for Jimmy. I think it needs to be a, a lifetime ban kind yeah, of thing. Not, yeah, not a year's suspension. Yeah, not a year's suspension, yeah. yeah. It needs to be a, a needs disbarment. To be disbarment. Yeah. And you kind of, did you think at that point, did you think, 
I'm seeing the possible future here. He's good, probably going to get a year suspension, and that'll be it. That was that's what that made me think of. Yeah, he did a bit. Did a bit. Also, I thought he can't say that at this point in the episode and have that pan out. You know, you know. To me, it was a line. All I thought when I heard him say that was that's hubris, and he's going to yeah, get. Not, you know, but we've, we've known that all along, though, really, haven't we? We know there's no way that Jimmy could get disbarred yeah, because yeah, this is true. It would. Too many things couldn't happen that have happened already. Yeah. Yeah. The whole of Breaking Bad, for example. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he does need to yeah. be a lawyer, we think. Um, yeah. So, the, the okay, I've got one... I mean, there's lots to talk about in the trial thing. Yeah. But I've got kind of one overall question. Yeah. Okay, and then maybe if, for us, and then we'll pull it bits apart. Do you think... We always knew there was a plan. Yeah. From last week. We were delighted in that. And a lot of watching this trial was just seeing trying to work out what it was yeah what was going on in my head was what's the plan what's the plan (laughs) do you think now we realize kind of what the plan was which is basically pushing chuck well a demonstrating that his um illness is a mental illness yes that he's not if you can show that he's not quite in his right state state of mind then therefore you could say that jimmy um he lied to him on the tape and so therefore it's not Anyway, you know, that yes. But the real thing, really, really what they needed, the only thing that was really going to sort them out was Chuck losing it, was Chuck demonstrating his, well, raging prickness, I guess. Yes. And um, the fact that he went back, talked about uh, his childhood angers and things yes. like that, bringing it to such a, yeah, sort yeah. Of a, a low level. And Kim's already set it up as being a vindictiveness between brothers. Yeah. yeah. Was it a safe bet that he would do that? Because what, all they could have done, if what had happened was, yeah, he'd done this little trick and he'd planted a battery on him and it hadn't affected him. And, okay, so that proves that it's not a physical illness. It is a mental illness, but I think it would be a fair point to say if that's if, if it affects him in exactly the way he describes it, yeah. albeit this is totally, uh, you know, psychologically induced, yeah. actually it doesn't make much difference. So if he kind of held it, held it together at the end... Yeah. Would it, would this have worked? Um, I definitely think the outburst was what they were what they were after. Yeah. So do you think they were do you think they were so, figuring on the combination of the battery and Rebecca, but mainly Rebecca, I think. Really, do you think? Or actually, you know, Rebecca, Chuck didn't want to lose lose it in front of Rebecca, did he? So what was the real thing that put, that pushed yeah, pushed I mean, Chuck in into the sense, outburst? Was Rebecca a little bit of a? What was what did Rebecca really add to the mix there? Well, I, I think Chuck was right, wasn't he? He said he thought that she was there to unsettle him, basically. Yeah. Okay. But I think, but, but oh, no, maybe this, maybe this is what it was. Was that the main thing? The main reason for the outburst was that um, Chuck, in front of Rebecca, showed that uh, he wasn't really in his right mind. He was mentally. It was all in his mind, kind of thing. Mm. Um, so that I think it was. It was to her that that. that she, it was her presence that caused the outburst. I feel like the reason, because he'd been so humiliated in front of her, really. Jimmy had humiliated him in front of Rebecca. Oh, okay, I see. Because, because of the, of the, so going yeah. back to the first scene, yeah. it's, you know, he says, she must never know, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, that, you know, that, that seems is incredibly... But she, I mean, Chuck knows that she already knows by the time she's there. She's, she's already found out about it. Yeah. But it's more... Well, no, no, it, no. But yeah. if, if she's thinking it's a... 
it's a proper proper a, an actual thing and which chuck has said like through the trial hasn't he oh it's a condition which the doctors just don't know about yet yeah but actually jimmy's just shown that it's actually mental illness is all in his head yeah and now he feels really humiliated and belittled in front of rebecca and that was what he really didn't want yeah, that's true yeah. that's i think true. i think that's where the okay. outburst comes from so it's no, no, a combination no, no, no. okay of the two okay yeah, yeah yeah i get it okay yeah. it's brilliant yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no um well i was just kind of making that up as we went along but, but do yeah. you yeah okay so is it safe that he was going to lose it i can see when you add that in i don't think it was does, safe i don't think it was yeah no. because chuck yeah. is when necessary, Chuck is often the most, you know, incredible. Yeah. Uh, but Jimmy, of, of all the people, is is going to know the point, the sort of, the way to push Chuck's buttons, really, isn't he, I think. And I think yeah. he knows that Rebecca is one of them. Rebecca is a real, like, even though Chuck kind of held it together when she turned up, he knows, Jimmy knows that Chuck's going to be sort of, like, mm. discomforted by it and... And on edge. So yeah. I know you said that you were sort of thinking it, you, you, you thought Rebecca would pop up again. Yeah. So, and I didn't get that. But did you, is that when Jimmy turns around to ask something for Francesca or yeah. you realise there's something going on and you're, I was like, Who's, who is this? Who is this? Did you, did you get a sense it was probably Rebecca? No. No, okay. <laughs> yeah. No. No, no. Because I really like that, the idea that this was, you know, just putting into your head something, somebody's coming. Yeah. And we don't know who. And I, I love the fact that uh, Jimmy's already using Francesca for slightly dodgy purposes here. Where, and this is her yeah, rocky is beginnings of her path down, down the road to him becoming Saul Goodman and her just being this secretary to this awful establishment yeah. that he, he yeah. runs later. Just yeah. ending up sort of... Yeah, I thought what he, I thought actually the nod to her was to get her to go outside and call the phone that was in Chuck's pocket. I thought that's what. She was doing. Me too. I thought yeah. that was going to happen. I thought there was de what yeah. Was, yeah, he was definitely going to plant the phone on him, and then he'd make a phone call in the middle of the thing. I love the whole bringing his phone out, no battery in it, and then the battery in yeah. his pocket. It's all just such high drama. That it's a very, it's a very magician's trick, isn't yeah. it, to do? Oh, yeah. this is. Oh, it looks like my trick has gone wrong, but yeah. ha ha, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. you've got it. That was very excellent. Yeah. Um, other bits I really, really liked in the trial was going back to Kim, was her cross-examination of how... Oh, yes. <laughs> I love that. Before it even started. That was brilliant. I think you've got, A, you've got Howard doing, you know, his sort of macho-y chin movement. Poker up his ass. Yeah, <laughs> really straight. So he's sort of prepping, and then you've got Kim sort of pulling her buttons on her shirt. Just yeah, it's that pulling of her suit jacket just, just beforehand. Tightening herself up, yeah. prepping. Um, it, was, it was wonderful because, of course, they've got a lot of history yeah. in some senses, haven't they? Yeah, they? I mean, Howard kind of like made her an associate lawyer at Hamlin uh, Hamlin and McGill, didn't he? Uh, yeah. Like, ages ago in season one. Uh, and then he saw her as kind of betraying him with over jimmy didn't he and all these all this kind of history that they had yeah yeah there's a there's yeah. a lot of bitterness between the two of them so it felt wonderful yeah but but he now has no power over her anymore which is yeah. just great for her really yeah. isn't it because that's the that's the thing which kind of gets me about watching uh watching legal i was, I was reminded of this from of of like the law and like filmmaking and stuff as well in a way that the hierarchy of these kind of things is like you can't. Uh, I don't know why I'm bringing filmmaking into it now. You're just talking about sort of briefly working on film sets. Well, watching so. watching on film sets, yeah, and the way that the underlings are so kowtow to the people above yes. them, and like being in the army or something, yeah. and, and, and you recognise that in law firms as well, don't you? Like, yes. you can't put a foot wrong. You 
like Ernesto here, isn't it? Like yes. uh, with when he was working for Chuck, you know, you do everything exactly as they say, you exactly as they want, it's don't you? Okay, you don't have any okay. autonomy, really. Oh, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's yeah. very hierarchical. And then, yeah, can I just put forward the NHS or the, uh, it's a medical professional, right. what the NHS yeah. is per se, but, um, you know, working anywhere with doctors of a certain level and, yeah, you can really see this kind of, they're allowed to, yeah, so at a very high level, anyway. I mean, it, it infuriates me to watch it, really. To to think, I mean, it seems such, such an antiquated form of uh, of work, really, doesn't it? But it's yes. it's in all these old institutions, really, isn't it? Where I bet, like the civil service is exactly like that as well. Probably, you know, like any government organisations or you can see yeah. why it's it's a good idea in the army. I mean, I can yeah. get I get the point in the army that you have to have this chain of command that's not questioned. For the most part, you know that yeah. that you do just you, you do what you're told because that's you know everything will break down because there's yeah. there's every reason not to do what you're told in the army. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. really scary. You've been told to go and kill people. You have to like go do that. Yeah, yeah. but um, yeah. Anyway, that's kind of societal, maybe outside the remit of yes. medical school. Well, I, actually, but I had a I had a question about that though. In a way, though, is like watching this, watching medical school, and like sort of like you know, a story about the legal profession. How does it make you feel about the law? Now, what do you what do you feel about the law and the legal profession? Uh, kind of thing? I don't know. I mean, I was kind of figuring on it being a TV program that I wasn't going to take much into my own life. <laughs> so, so we always do watching TV. Well, yeah, but I don't think it's an accurate portrayal of anything. Oh well, I think it's quite, well. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, at least I'm not going to worry about the bits that are worrying. Well, because... that, but, no, but, but I think there's an interesting thing here, and it's a bit that Chuck mentions where he, his one of his kind of like you know lines of defence against Jimmy is saying that uh, the law is one of the greatest inventions of mankind and one, he's essentially saying, more important than the relationship between two brothers. Yes, well, what... I could, you know, that, sound, that was an admirable sentiment. And I, lo I love the fact we, we'd heard his rehearsal yes. about what do you think, do you hate your brother or something like that, and he'd played through loads of different ones and we'd heard him, oh, that was a great scene as well, him yes. talking to him. in his rehearsal, of course, he likens Jimmy to Ted Kaczynski, <laughs> the Unabomber. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and he decides that's not really on, but even oh. so, to even think that that was a reasonable thing to do. He's a great actor, isn't he, to play, yeah. well, a raging prick, really, but so yeah. well. Um, and there are times where we feel really sorry for Chuck and we're on his side as well, I, I know. previously. The, the reason I asked a question about the legal mm. profession really is that I, I do I do kind of see the vital importance of the legal profession and the law yeah. kind of in society. But at the same time, I do think the nature of it does turn a lot of the people involved in it into raging pricks. Well, I mean, okay, yeah. I'd say the same thing about the medical profession, which, you know, definitely, definitely a yeah. necessary part. But um, being a doctor is so in incredibly hard um, and demand... I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I can do that. Um, but, um, you, know, I, I, you know, I work with them and I, I can sort of... Often the, the people that are not raging pricks, but people that can have very thick skins, people that are, you know, there's certain attributes that go towards doing these jobs, um, which might not be necessarily the n nicest social attributes to have. Um, but but, but uh, you, you may not survive in the, and perhaps it's to do with the way something's set up so that, you know, but it's, it's not entirely. So right. are we kind of saying that these sort of, people need to become raging pricks in order to make these things which we, we value in society, the law and the medical profession, work properly. 
Is that what we're kind of saying? Okay, yeah. I don't know. And, and again, I think getting outside of maybe, but okay, going along with that, yeah. I think it might be something to do with the way things are set up that you could set things up in a different way. Okay. Um, but... Yeah. yeah, let's leave it there. Okay, no, I don't think it's a completely off-topic conversation, I think, because this, I mean, this is very much a programme about the law, and in a way the themes of Better Call Saul are uh, Chuck versus Jimmy, aren't they? Yeah, well, so can you be a, a Jimmy, an easygoing kind of person, and still and be... And still be a good lawyer. Could, could society be run by if every lawyer was like Jimmy, rather than like Chuck, is kind of, I suppose, what I'm asking. I kind of think it's what the, season, what the, what the yeah. series is asking in, in many ways, yeah. Ah, maybe. Um, yeah, I, th I, I, I think in reality you do probably get some lawyers a bit like Jimmy. Yeah. But less. But, but <laughs> the, the, the legal system seems to be essentially favour lawyers like Chuck, really, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. They're the ones who succeed. You kowtow until you're in the position to make others kowtow to you, really. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't think his purpose is to to be cut out to. I don't think that's why he set out. In order, in no, but that seems to be the way. I mean, it, it's kind of, it's kind of what the the writers and the directors are uh, showing. I mean, the way that the way that Howard goes to pick uh, Chuck up and to bring him to the trial, and they sweep in in this really fancy car, mm. and the car stops in front of the camera with the little symbol on the front of it, kind of thing. I mean, they're, they're always showing the side of it. That, yeah, yeah. And I, I like the fact that it was that was foreshadowed slightly, wasn't it? That we saw Jimmy and Kim walking in. Um, don't know where they, they've obviously parked their car some distance away, and they walk past the bollards that were in front of the building yes. before, don't they? Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. That's kind of so. It's they're, all they're, it's they're, always they're, pushing home this point, I think. And hierarchy and yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, I, I don't. Know. I, I think it's an interesting thing to. I mean, maybe no one agrees with me. You, you just seem to agree with me. No, no, I do think. <laughs> I do think so. But I think it's um, something that's slightly outside of our remit and could yeah. be discussed for hours. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yes. Um, okay. Uh, okay. So I. Ha oh, sorry. No, go on. No, no, no. no. Go on. You say. Uh, so um, another another. Uh, thing that happens in the trial, we're, we're sort of like we're, when Rebecca turns up, we know what the plan is at that point, we're sort of I like, still wasn't completely sure. Oh, well, okay. Well, we know, okay, no, I okay. got it that he, he was going to be rattled. No, okay, it. we don't know the plan, but we know why Rebecca was in the opening scene, in a yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, okay. we, we had that question answered, What was what's Rebecca's purpose in this, Yeah. and now she's been brought back. But then, Kim and uh, Jimmy are outside and having some food from the vending machine, and, uh, and Kim says to Jimmy, She's gonna hate you, you know. And, and Jimmy goes, "Yeah, I know." Sort of thing. And you think, and you're, all of a sudden you're kind of like, "Oh, okay." So what's they about to do that make the makes them gonna yeah. make her hate him? And, and, uh, and you've answered one question, but you raise another immediately in order to keep. I just, I just love that kind of writing. It's yes. really good. Well, it's still. Yeah. I mean, very much this whole episode was about what is going to happen. Yeah. And it's. I mean, we sort of saw this coming like a couple of weeks back, didn't we? Really, when the we trial. knew it would come to, we yeah. would go to trial, and we thought. They'll pull something out, they'll, you know, they do something like clever. Yeah. Um, 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 so it's panned out exactly as I thought, but it's not disappointing at all. No, no. It's, um... But, um, but my, my question about that in a way is like, uh, is Rebecca going to hate Jimmy? Like, is Rebecca going to hate Jimmy? She, well, if she. Maybe, if she maybe, feels... maybe not, because she might think, she might still think, you know, I like Jimmy. Jimmy came to me saying he's really anxious about his brother. I can see why he's worried about his brother. His yeah. brother's, a, you know, he's a mess. And and to me, I'm quite, I think a lot of people would blur a physical um, 
thing. So I think a lot of people would feel that she, he had a, a mental illness anyway. Yeah. I think Rebecca might feel that and not have an issue with that. And actually still think it was fairly valid that she could be there and maybe she could offer support to Chuck. Chuck's not going to want it. He's not going to... But Rebecca is going to see that Jimmy had this as a plan, though, don't you think? When, Probably, yeah. yeah. When she sees that... I mean, she must know that Jimmy's not really concerned with Chuck's well-being. That's not the reason why he's got Rebecca in. No, because he's... Because, yeah, cause he's, yeah, because yeah. They're, they're against each other, I'm thinking yeah, of the trial. Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, no, she probably is going to help. I don't think that's going to bother Jimmy that much. I mean, obviously, they don't have any kind of important relationship, does it? No, so. no, no. It's not, but yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's shown to be something she's kind of a bit sad about. Yeah. Um, I'd love the bits between Jim and Jimmy and, and Kim in the whenever he sort of says, you know, can uh, we stall can for we just, a little bit? Yeah. Well, <laughs> he just says, uh, thirty minutes. I just need to confirm." And they start doing something. She comes out. What are we doing? And he's saying, "We're stalling." Okay. She's <laughs> absolutely following his lead and whatever. Yeah. And then they do like you know we're talking about their relationship and it, you know, they work nicely together. Yeah. So it's, it's a good pairing. But yeah. Um, yeah. And again, as we keep saying, that's bound to be doomed. Um, there were some lots of other great bits and when they play the tape, I like the atmosphere in the in the courtroom when they're playing the tape of uh, yes didn't you think that Kim sort of maybe well it's dreadful because she's being sort of implicated in it yeah, as well, yeah, yeah and that's dangerous so to she's her. kind of we're kind of watching her reaction to it as well aren't we but yeah. part of her is probably realizing you know the emotion that Jimmy is and he's he did it for her yeah completely did it for her yeah. Which is endearing, but but stupid, but stupid, and yeah. not, and you know, really not what. You yeah. So do. going through her head is like, what am I doing here exactly? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is yeah. this is this the right thing? This, you know, um, how do I how do I value this guy? Um, yeah. Again, I think um, what's she called? Rhea. Rhea Seawall, is it? Yeah. yeah. I think so. Um, I, yeah, I think she's great not yeah. not very exciting role really she doesn't get to do anything very flashy but no really good actor. does it really well yeah yeah, yeah definitely yeah. um it was kind of obvious what was going on in the stairs really to anybody who ever sees anybody bumping into somebody <laughs> yeah so, you know there's something going on but i suppose if to chuck's character it wasn't really obvious yeah no no yeah. maybe not i haven't yeah um and there is I, I just again going back to kim and howard um I liked her bringing up the nepotism thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was, so that Hamlin, Hamlin and McGill. So, is that second Hamlin? Yeah. Um, that was that was very nice. I'm but not yeah. sure exactly what purpose that served. But no. there we go. I mean, I, I thought this episode just sort of did what I expected, but in a delightful way. Yeah. And just lots of lovely little bits that... Yeah, just and if we notice, this was a program entirely about Jimmy. No Mike, no Gus. Whereas nope. in the last two episodes are very, very much the yeah. Jimmy, Mike, yeah. and Gus show, really, haven't so they? We might see. That's much about title, actually, the Jimmy, Mike, and Gus show. I think that sounds really good. That's what I should have called should it. Suggest yeah. it. Email Vince. So I have one, one more question, really, mm -hmm. for the end of it. Um, really, is that so? This is kind of the culmination of a big thing that's been building up for quite a while. What do you think will happen to Chuck now? It's kind of a big question, really, isn't it? He's going to be. Yeah. I, it suddenly occurred to me that maybe part of Jimmy's downfall is what happens to Chuck. I have a feeling Chuck might commit suicide. Oh. That's my, that's going to be my guess. I, I feel that might be in the same way as in Breaking Bad when uh, uh, Jesse comes back from rehab and says, I'm the bad guy. 
I think Jimmy might end up feeling like he's the bad guy because this is what bad he's good at. He's doing really crappy, like mean below the belt kind of legal work. Yeah, which is obviously Saul Goodman's yeah speciality. Yeah, because mm. something Jimmy Jimmy is still has is a good guy here, isn't he? Yes, he just wants yeah. to. He just wants to have a good law practice. He's a long way from Saul Goodman at the moment. Yeah, he's absolutely yeah. not looking to do anything. He likes doing the odd dodgy bit on the side, but yeah. his aim is to be a straight kind of yeah. person. So there's a long way to go. So there's a lot of bad things that have to. I bet the writers don't even know what they are yet, but no, no. <laughs> but that's going to be my guess anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, he's he's going to be devastated. Do you think Mesa, anything is going to leak out to? Massa Verde, or do you think they're safe? Oh, well, obviously it looks like Chuck's been, you know, I, I don't know how confidential this, tr this, uh, this kind of No, I think, is, so. I think even if they knew, like, Kim's kind of in the clear, really, now, isn't she? She's in the clear, and it yeah. just seems like, and it, they would still go along with, he's just not, um... Well, he's just proved himself, hasn't he, with that burst there in front of yeah, the yeah, bar yeah, council, yeah. he's proved what kind of Massa Verde thought of him anyway, really, isn't he? Yeah, yeah so... So he's kind of, I mean, in a way, his reputation is now kind of ruined, isn't it? He's now ruined himself. Like, because that's all the stuff that uh, Howard and him were talking about, about PR for the company, weren't they? And, and Chuck yeah, was just brushing course, it all off. Of course, you've had And that. Howard was worried about that, and now he's completely proved right by Chuck's behaviour. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he shouldn't, and it's pride as again. And again, that links back to the beginning, that it's Chuck's pride that ruins things with Rebecca there and it's his pride and yeah. sort of slightly vindictive nature that ruins everything. So yeah. so another poss possibility for Chuck's future is maybe not suicide but maybe uh, Hannah Gill will be elbowing him out because he's he's a liability yes, company. Yes. And, and there was always a difficulty doing that because yeah. they probably wanted to do that in the first place. But they've so been so now. supportive of him for so long but this outburst might be the thing which kind of, and that will be crushing to him really, won't it? But, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. We shall see. Fun things to watch. Anyway, is that about wrap stuff for today? I think. I think so. Yes. Yeah, I'm good with that. So uh, if you'd like to contact the podcast at all, you can email us at betteroverhaulsaul at ethancrane.com. That's C-R-A-N-E. We would love to hear from anyone what you think of the podcast. Anything else you'd like us to cover? We just like talking to people, really, don't we? Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> or you can leave us some comments on our webpage. There's a webpage for every podcast. Uh, that's at ethancrane.com. And just follow the links to Better Overall Saul. Otherwise, we'll see you for episode six. Episode six. Come on. Bye. Bye-bye.